Welcome, everyone, to a new edition of Espresso Jams. Today, I have a fellow from all the way across the Atlantic with us, and his name is Ugo Balestrazzi. If I got that right in the Italian, I love pronouncing Italian names. He's got that double Z. So, Ugo Balestrazzi, you'll let me know if I did that right. And he is an email and SMS marketing expert and helps businesses grow their business and expand with email marketing and SMS marketing. Hugo, welcome to the show today. Thank you very much, Joe, for hosting me. Very happy to be on your podcast today. Well, I'm glad to have you here, and it is a pleasure to have you here. We met through a mutual friend, AJ Saunders, and he's um, a couple episodes ago, he was on the podcast. You're listening to Espresso Jams, short, concentrated, delicious conversations about business, technology, and entrepreneurship. If you're just starting out on your business adventure or you're a seasoned business professional, I'm sure you'll find value in these short conversations. Espresso Jams is brought to you by Apexable, providing the tools, insights, and transformative structures to help you reach your business summit. I'm your host, Joe Matz. Let's get started. Hugo, where are you dialing in from today? Uh, today I'm calling actually from uh, Albania, although I'm Italian. I lived, uh, I lived pretty much most of my life in Italy, but I also lived uh, both for studying and working in, uh, uh, around Europe, in Switzerland, Estonia, even in uh, Spain and the US as well in St. Louis before uh, moving back to Italy and then moving to Albania where I'm located right now. Wow, so you are a digital nomad. Kind of, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Fantastic. What what has been the best experience about traveling around like that? Yeah, it definitely is a very good way to broaden your horizons. You change a lot of your mindset, the way how you experience many things in life. You also meet amazing people across the world. And for example, my journey in the as a business owner started when I was in the US. So it was very good because if I was just staying in one place, it would have been, have been much harder to to start this journey. You know, you had to meet new people, uh, try new experiences, uh, both to understand what you really want in life and at the same time to uh, discover new things that pro before mm. they were unknown. Yeah. Right. So we have some folks listening today who work in the digital world, but they're they have not yet embraced the travel and the digital nomad lifestyle, but they'd like to, you know, it's kind of like, I'd like to do that, but there something's holding them back. What might you say to these folks? Definitely. It's uh, a big step. It's a big step. Uh, and is, in my opinion, is not, very good to start with uh, a lot of destinations or a lot of things to do at the same time. Then what I would do if I were there, like first off, I would pick a location which they really wanted to visit uh, or live for a while. And I will start to get as many information about that. Preferably, I will also start to connect with some people living there. So once they move there, they already know some people that they can help them out uh, 
with uh, all the tech stuff, not not only business related, but most importantly about their personal life. You know, because when you move to a new a new country, mm. there is probably there is a different language. I mean, you are yes. from the US, you lived in Italy, so you know how it works very well. So there is a different language, different cultures, different types of people, uh, different time zones. Also, yeah. it's very important to take into account, for example, if you are working for remote, uh, the time zones. Because, for example, if you are living in Asia and you are targeting the American market, of course, there is a big time difference. So, of course, your lifestyle will be totally different because uh, there is like you can't work the nine to five or 10 to six, uh, whatever, like because probably you have to work very late in the evening or start very early in the morning in order to uh, be aligned with your clients as well. Right. It can be difficult when you live in one time zone and your clients live in another. But I, I yeah. appreciate what you say about getting the information and making contacts before you move there. Today, that's so easy with LinkedIn and Meetup and Facebook and a uh, hundred other social media accounts, right? Um, yeah, that's yeah. great. And I'm a big fan of dipping your toe in the water. If you think it might be something for you, try it out. You don't have to go too far. You could go a hundred miles, 200 miles from your home and get an Airbnb for a week or two and see how, see how that goes. And then finding a place where you want to live and where you want to visit, like you said, Hugo, is, is a great, next step before taking the plunge 100 and you touch a very good point like it's uh, if you're not ready to live in a different country also living in a city that is 100 200 miles away is a very good step to get started you know because uh, the culture is similar although like the people can be different but the culture is similar the language is the same so uh, is a baby step, let's call it from yeah. a digital model point of view, but at the same time, uh, you need baby steps in order to uh, do something bigger, you know, because right. if, for example, you are in the US, you say, no, tomorrow I want to go to live in Japan, of course, uh, is a very big step, very big step. And when once you get there, because you don't have enough experience, it can be a pretty traumatic uh, like experience overall because everything is different so you say what what did i do you know right i want right. to go back home because it's true that it's important to get out from your comfort zone but it's also true that you don't need to completely get out in a way that you're totally lost you know it's like if you never run your life and then one day you decide okay i'm gonna run a five miles marathon you know like of course uh, after uh, yes. one mile and max <laughs> you are uh, it's over you know so. that's right yes if you're not used to being in new environments and new cultures baby steps toes in the water things like that great steps and we would count that as a win because that's a win you're expanding your comfort zone yeah yeah Fantastic. and i would also add uh, i would also add one very important thing if you're planning to live abroad, it can, be, it can be Europe, it can be Asia. I would say, look at the little known countries and test them out. Because actually those countries are the places where you can have a lot of fun. Usually they're also cheaper, but at the same time, uh, the quality of life is very good. I'm, I lived in two countries that are 
quite little known. And one is Albania, where I'm living now, that I'm really enjoying. And the second one was Estonia, which was a life-changing experience. Very few people know about these two countries, yeah. but uh, it was... Uh, like I lived, as I said, I lived in Italy, in Spain, in Switzerland, in the US, uh, in Czech Republic, like all of them, they are more like, they have a bigger reputation. However, those two little known countries, they really improved my, my life at both personal and professional level. Interesting. Hugo, I, I thank you for that. I have never heard that. And it, it makes sense. It's, there are gems out there that are undiscovered and unpromoted and smaller countries like that. And, and that's, that's fantastic. Great advice. Appreciate that. Yeah. So today you are a business owner. Is that correct? Yeah, 100%. Okay. So let's wind back the clock. What were you doing before you owned your own business? So before uh, uh, starting my own business, so my story is quite interesting because I was like, I attended one of the most uh, uh, important universities in the hospitality industry. And uh, so I always thought oh, my life is going to be in the hospitality industry at a managerial level. And uh, so that's why I started, I went to Estonia. And at the beginning, it was like that. Like I went to Estonia in the best hotel of the country. And I learned, uh, um, I learned a lot of things from that. Then uh, I moved to the US. I went to one of the best hotels in, in the US. Uh, and over there, I spent over one year at doing a manager in training uh, in the like in the hospitality industry in the front uh, front office department and I learned a lot of a lot of things over there as well however what I noticed especially in the US is that I really didn't like this career because mm. of course you can have a lot of satisfactions but at the same time there were a lot of complaints a lot of stress the social life was difficult because the schedules were crazy so I really didn't like and I wasn't able to truly express myself also because in my last semester at the university, I was studying marketing and I really fell in love with marketing mm. and in the hospitality industry was not that easy uh, to work in marketing. And even if you worked in marketing, that was like corporate marketing where pretty much you can't do almost anything because when you work for a company with 25,000 employees, you don't wake up one day, you decide, oh, I change the marketing, uh, the marketing plan because there are, before that, 50 people have to approve a small change, you know, yes. even in a website. So, and because of that, I said, okay, I want to try something different. I want to have freedom to work whenever I want with whoever I want, uh, travel the world because also a problem of the hospitality is that you have to stay in one place mm. and you're going to stay there. And when you move to a new country, most of the time you have to speak the local language. So if you don't speak the local language, you can't go there. Like if you want to work in France, you have to speak French, mm -hmm. especially if you are on the uh, front office or those type of uh, departments. And so I said, okay, I want to try something new. At that time, COVID hit in the, all over the world. So and my training was almost over. So when I came back to Italy, I said, okay, if I have to try something new, I 
have to do it now, now or never, because mm. then world was uh, kind of stuck, like everything was frozen. So I said, okay, yeah. if I have to spend some time to learn, to uh, get better at something, this is the time. So I started with the copywriting. Mm -hmm. So I started learning copywriting and then I developed the skill. I got better. Then I decided to specialize in email, in email copywriting. And then I met other people. Uh, I hired some coaches, then I got a mentor and I moved from just email copywriting to email list manager and then to e-commerce, email and SMS marketing consultant. Why consultant? Because I don't like to see just the department itself, but I want to have uh, the bigger picture of their overall retention marketing strategy mm. because email and SMS is retention marketing. Very few people talk about that. Like they just say email, SMS, uh, Facebook, Instagram. But there is one important thing to say that all social media, pretty much they belong to acquisition marketing to acquire new, new customers. Whereas the email and SMS, they are the retention marketing channels. So yes. to retain the client. So you have to have mm -hmm. the bigger picture when it comes to the uh, pre-purchase experience, what happens when they join to the list and you have to be aware of all the touch points and how to optimize them as well as the post-purchase experience. Would you like to get in front of more of your ideal clients and at the same time, build your brand and create evergreen content? Well, you can do that with podcast guesting. This very moment, you're listening to a podcast that may have been published today or three weeks ago or three years ago. In a very real sense, you're engaging with the speakers, hopefully enjoying yourself and learning something new at the same time. And you're getting to know the guest and how they help their clients, their customers, and the problems that they solve. You may even be their ideal client and want to learn more about them and download one of their free resources you can find in the show notes or maybe even become a client of theirs. See, when you're a guest on a podcast, you will enjoy that same kind of engagement. It is perhaps the easiest, most cost-effective way to get in front of new audiences. Learn how you can be a guest on the right podcast and engage with your ideal clients with the free resources available at gapologist.com. I think there's not a lot of concentration and focus on after the sale marketing. Most of the marketing that I see and most of the folks I talk with, they're all talking about acquisition marketing as opposed <laughs> to retention marketing. And we all know and we've heard if you've been around marketing or been around business, it's, it's a lot cheaper to retain clients and sell again to clients than it is to acquire new clients. So it's very strange to me that there's not more focus on retention marketing. Yeah, 100%. Retention marketing is extremely important, especially in the in the commerce industry, because uh, when people join your newsletter and they buy a product, especially if it's a consumer packaged goods product, so the ones that they are consumed over time you, with the subscriptions, in this case, it's extremely important to nurture the relationship with the, both with the new subscribers as well as the people that already bought from you because they're going to buy from you again or they're going to um, try new products or uh, also like to be loyal, to follow you on social media. Right. It's very important to, 
nurture this relationship. And the best way to do that is definitely through SMS, uh, email first and SMS uh, to complement the email marketing. Hmm. And so in your origin story, and I know we, we moved on beyond that, but I find it very interesting that you took the marketing course and that seems to have had a big effect on you as you realized there was another outlet for your creativity that was being, I got the feeling when you were working in the hotel industry and the hospitality industry, your creativity was, was held back. It was, it was like a lion waiting to break out of its cage. Yeah, 100%. It was exactly like this because overall, of course, uh, you can't do a lot of things in the hospitality industry from a creative point of view. Marketing is a huge world. You can work pretty much in any industry, make an impact. You see the impact that you make. And at the same time, if you move from a position, of, from a place of love, it's very important because when you care about seeing the clients, uh, the client win, hmm. uh, when the clients wins, it means that you sold more of your stuff. And if these products, they make an impact on other people that's amazing you know because you can feel what they're what you're doing you know for example if you're selling a supplement that can really help uh, solve a specific problem of, of from a health point of view or any type uh, of situations of uh, issues you know that you are impacting another person's life you know when you are for example helping a coach and you sell more of their programs, their high ticket coaches, uh, high ticket uh, coaching programs. And this, uh, their clients, they are making an impact, you know, like they, they are changing their lives because they learn new skills uh, through this uh, coaching program that you were able to sell through your copywriting skills. That's very important. That's very important. So you have also a very big sense of satisfaction. Yes. And I, I understand that 100%. It is an amazing feeling to know that you help someone and improve their life and improve their business and improve their family life. Um, it really is amazing. Um, I've been fortunate to, to be in the teaching area. I had a language school when I lived in Italy and um, that was an amazing experience, just like coaching businesses. And it, it was a very different business, let's say, very different job, if you will. Um, but yeah, the, the feeling of affecting someone's life for the positive and for the good is absolutely amazing. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally um, agree. When you started your business, now we all, we all have a beginning, right? Yeah. What, what did you do that you would not do again um, in the start of business? Like it's the old, if I knew then what I know now. Tell us about some, some things that didn't go so well for you and, and what you did to adjust. Oh, the list is quite big, actually, because <laughs> in the end, uh, you know better than me, it's all about making mistakes and don't quit while you make these mistakes. It's all about this. Let's start with this uh, basic concept. And so a couple of things that I will never do it again. So the first thing is to rely on this magic, uh, like this fake uh, uh, trainings where they say, hey, like uh, get uh, so many clients in 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, because most of them, uh, I don't say all of them, but most of them, they are not 
they are fake, you know, they just teach you some very spammy techniques in order to uh, get clients or do something, but it barely worked. I, I made this mistake twice. I will say that overall, I was able to recover the investment, especially with the second one. But like, if I think the amount of time that I spent and the, the mistakes that I made and trying these very sneaky manip manipulative techniques, which were extremely useless, and they were not coming from a place of love or really caring, it, like it was a big mistake. That yes, was I, the first one. And if, if your email is like my email and like a lot of our listeners' emails, I'm sure, you get these promotions and these things. It's it's grow your email list to 10,000 people in a month. It's lose 30 yeah. pounds in 30 days. It's you know whatever it might be, quick, fast results. And it's a tr it, like you said, it's it might work. It's sneaky. It's tricky. But there's no longevity there. Longevity, 100%. Building something, it takes time. Building something that is sustainable, that is valuable, takes some time. It does take some time. Absolutely, absolutely. It takes, okay. we, it we, takes time. We don't want to yeah. focus too much on, on what was going wrong, but you, you did say you had something else to share. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the list could be long. Um, it's the learning that's important, not the failure. It's the learning and the keep going. So I cede you the floor. Yeah, yeah. No, but also, for example, another thing is uh, don't spend too much time reading books. That's probably the biggest the biggest piece of advice I, I can share about this. Like one of the biggest mistakes I made when I started out was I have to read as many books as possible to get as much knowledge as possible. That was, uh, which of course makes sense from a logic point of view, because the more you know, the the more kind of confident you feel, you know, because mm -hmm. it's normal. However, what happened is that I started reading in one year over 50 books, 50, 55 books about business, copywriting, marketing, sales, personal development, everything, okay, about the my world, let's mm -hmm. say. Result... I knew a lot of a lot of things in theory. However, I didn't put many things into practice, just put probably 1% into practice, you know? And that was bad because I was not making progress. I had the illusion of making progress, but I was not making progress. Mm -hmm. So what I did one time, I received an email from another colleague, but more advanced than me at the time. And he was saying, stop reading books and just uh, take the top 10 books that you read last year, start reading this book again and implement as much as possible from that book. And I started doing this and it totally changed because now this year I probably read uh, four books maybe so far. So almost nothing compared to the previous ones, but I implemented as much as possible of these books and I got much better results. And at the same time, it's, uh, important to take uh, to take action and to really uh, start small but keep the ball rolling i will say you know right. about uh, uh, about learning is really learn implement as much as possible and uh, don't focus a lot about quantity but focus on even spending 15 minutes a day learning something 
and then you you implement Implement. that's more than enough yes it's um it's very important i mean knowledge without action is is kind of just sits there and sits in there between your ears yeah i always I, i always had learned that and i learn best when i implement because you know i learned early on you're going to make mistakes it's not going to be right i mean even when they shot a rocket to the moon they kind of aimed it up at the moon and then they adjusted along the way now if they had never shot the rocket because they needed to you know hit the moon on the first shot without any adjustment they would have been off in space and they they'd still be going from 1969 so yeah You've got to start and you make adjustments along the way. The other thing you said reminds me of learning how to ride a bicycle. You can read as many books as you want about how to ride a bicycle. But the only way you're going to learn is to get on and ride. The only way. And you're going to fall. You'll probably fall. But hey, that's, you know, start when you're young right? Fall into the grass. Don't fall onto the concrete. So be a little bit intelligent about it, but you're going to fall and then, you know, you'll learn and then you won't fall and you'll be able to go straight and then you'll be able to make turns, you know, and that's, that's kind of how I learned to ride a bike. And, um, but if I never started and I never took those falls, I would have never learned. Yeah. So it's action. It's action. Get moving, get moving, get going. Right. (laughs) Very good. So, now, what do you do now what, for your clients? What, what is the transformation you provide for them? So the transformation that I provide is very simple. So what I do is I help e-commerce brands increase their monthly email and, and SMS revenue for, uh, like on a monthly basis because it's very important to... Uh, as I said, improve their retention marketing. And at this point, like the best channels to do that is email and SMS. So what I do is I help them make more money through email and SMS marketing. And at the same time, reduce the churn rate, which is extremely important. Very important. And, And Hugo, what is your superpower? My superpower, I would say, comes from the hospitality industry and is more about caring. So I see the people in my industries, even most of my colleagues, they are very good. However, they lack of client manager skills because they really don't care too much about the client. However, what I notice is that when you really care about the client, client not only you do you work better but the client feel that energy feel that mm. moment of caring because it's like people when you know when uh, you talk to a friend that really cares about you when he talks you feel that he or she is caring about you so i would say this skill about caring mm. is probably the best skill that i have from a soft skill point of view because uh, it's also the reason why pretty much most of the clients I had, I always, uh, so far, we had an amazing relationship. Like all of them, we worked for a very long period of time because they felt that I was really uh, taking care of them. You know, I was really caring about seeing them win, seeing them 
get results, uh, improve what they were doing, give tips that are not uh, like under my uh, area of expertise. What I mean is that, for example, as I said, I do email and SMS marketing, but I always looked at their uh, ads uh, or their website, say, hey, this is not my feel, but maybe you should make this change based on my experience, do this, do this, do that. I also uh, I also told to a couple of colleagues that say, they told me that it's better to do this. Uh, I give them resources. So this feeling of caring is very important, mm. very important. Yes, that, and that is so important. And I remember a quote that says, they don't know how much, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. True. Yes. So we're, so are there any questions or anything we should have talked about that I, I either didn't ask or we didn't get to today? Not really. I think, uh, I think we covered a lot of topics from both a mindset point of view and uh, like a marketing point of view. Uh, I will just add uh, the fact of uh, discipline. So this is something that is very important when you are running your own business because uh, it's very hard to be disciplined when, to have a strong discipline when you're working your own business, you know, because you have no one next to you. So many people, if you didn't develop the skill before, that's something you should take very seriously, uh, work on that and really find ways to improve your performance uh, and also your sleep. That's also very important. So these are a couple of things that I wanted to share, like discipline, uh, ways to optimize your performance and sleep are three very important things that can make a huge impact in your life. Yes. And last but not least, yes. uh, sorry, uh, last but not least, uh, invest in real mentors, even if they are very expensive, like and and you, but you know that you they can they can help you get results. Hire them and work one on one, non group coaching, because group coaching you don't have that personal relationship. So uh, hire a mentor, which is where you want to be, and work one on one with that person for at least three to six months at least. Okay, yeah, and I know group coaching is kind of growing, and I'm a fan of hybrid coaching. So hybrid coaching involves um, involves coursework you would do on your own. It involves some group coaching and personal coaching. Mm -hmm. And I know for some people that's a good option. For others, um, the personal coaching with the one-on-one -on -one exclusively is a better option, right? So yeah, you know there's there's all kinds of models out there, and it's important you find someone you trust, someone who's program you can follow who will keep you from going after the shiny objects and the distraction. Um, I love what you said about the books. Um, find 10 books or less, right? Maybe not more, but find 10 books where you can implement. Because without the implementation, you're just accumulating um, books. Now it's so easy. People offer 20 page and 30, 40, 50 page PDFs online, and you can download a bunch of them. And if your if your uh, hard drive looks like mine, you've got a bunch of those in your hard drive that you haven't even looked at because they're download. You download for free, and maybe you look at them, maybe not. Find what works. Find something you can have faith in and believe in, and then use that. And I I love your ten book scenario. It just reminds me of all of that. Hugo, 
What exciting things do you have for our listeners today? What can you leave them with? Yeah, I have a pretty big news coming in. So I'm creating a, a very unique uh, uh, freebie, like talking about uh, uh, like the world of email and SMS marketing, also how to like improve the retention retention strategy that you for your business uh, with very actionable steps mm. so this is something that i worked for like three months right now and uh, it should be ready by next month uh, it's gonna be a pretty pretty big document so that's something that uh, uh, is gonna be very interesting because there are there are many action steps that you can take to improve the customer your customer experience, uh, also the customer journey, and to retain your clients as well. And this, uh, in order to get this uh, uh, this freebie and get before even get the freebie, like to get into the waiting list, you can just reach out to me on uh, LinkedIn. My, my name is Ugo Balestrazzi. You can. Uh, uh, you can just connect with me, send me a DM saying just you can also use the word freebie and I will add you in the waiting list. And once it's ready, you will have early access to it. Okay, great. And we will have all of that information in the show notes so you can find it there. And that's the best way to get in touch with Hugo is, is through through your LinkedIn, right? If they can get in 100%. touch with you. And make sure you sign up to get on this wait list because you will be amongst the first to, to get this resource that he's coming up with. And I, I'm looking forward to it myself and I'm going to get on the wait list right after we, we end this interview. So, Hugo, thank you very much. It has been a wonderful conversation. Uh, I, I have enjoyed it tremendously. Me too. Thank you very much, Joe, for hosting me. It was uh, an amazing experience talking to you and talking to your audience. Thank you very much. Now, have a good day. Thank you for listening to Espresso Jams. If you like what you heard, please subscribe on your preferred channel. Never miss another episode. If you'd like more business tips on technology, entrepreneurship, and doing better, you can find me on LinkedIn at Joe Matz, that's J-O-E-M-A-T-Z, or go to my website at Pexable. Dot com. That's apex-able.com. I'm your host, Joe Matz, wishing you an awesome day.